Thank you so much for checking out the Keto Life Podcast presented by Dolce Vita. If you haven't checked us out on Facebook or Instagram, do so now over at Dolce Vita. Find us online at dvqs.com. If you're in the Syracuse area, you can find us for delivery on Grubhub or over at dvqs.com. You know, today's episode is really a great one, sitting down, talking about self-image and how we view ourselves and the importance of staying true to who we are while we're on this keto lifestyle. It's really an impactful episode today. So happy that you're listening to it, that you found this podcast. And if you need any help, if you have any support questions, if you just need somebody to talk to about your keto journey, make sure to follow us over on social media and direct send us a direct message. Because one thing about everybody here at Dolce Vita is that we're always here to support each other and to help each other out. One great way that you can do that is with the keto mix and mingles that we have. So find out all about those events over on Facebook. So, yeah, I was kind of surprised with that one because um, with the Women's Day magazine, I had to submit my story. It's two different things, correct? Yes. That, the article that just came out yesterday. Yes. Or that we posted yesterday. The Keto Val website. That is not the same thing as the Women's Life. Nope. Um, okay. It's Women's Day magazine. Women's Day, sorry. Women's Day. Yes. And so I had to submit my story. Mm-hmm. Well, I shared that with one of my friends. Like, you know, hey, how does this sound before I send it? Well... They decided that they were going to send it to all the other places because I wouldn't do it. Wow. So there's uh, dietdoctor.com has already contacted to share this story. You know, it's a double-edged sword. I love dietdoctor.com, so I'm I'm all for it. Mm. Keto Val, very informative. <clears throat> there was another site that um, had emailed me and said that they would share my story if I chose to buy their products or endorse their products in my story. And I'm like, well, that's not really Usually you have to get paid for that as well. It's like, who cares if they share your story? Yeah. I said, no, I've never used your product. And at this point, you know, I I don't foresee myself using them anytime in the future. But if anything changes, I will contact you. That's horrible Yeah, it was something like that. So I was okay with that. Yeah. But the Women's Day magazine, boy, what a humbling experience that was. Yeah. So how did you find out about that? Um, One of my customers, uh, Laura, um, I actually love our community, our keto community. We've almost become like family. Mm -hmm. So I actually now think she's more of a friend than anything (laughs) else. But um, yeah, she had messaged me um, and sent me the link and said that they were looking for women in their 40s that had lost at least 75 pounds with keto and have had success. So I then shared my story with them. And, um, you know, we went back and forth with various emails. Uh, They did want somebody that had used the um, pre-workouts or protein shakes, which both of which I had. Um, I just found out the other day. So my story will piggyback off of a physician that states that you know it's instrumental to you know replenish with protein shakes because you may not eat that much or the pre-workouts how they help 
with the protein, but also um, with the energy levels to increase because it it is fatiguing, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if you do a total body workout and you go hardcore, you know, I'm physically tired the next day. Yeah. You know, I can do one set body set and be okay, but a total body, it takes a lot out of you. Mm -hmm. So without the pre-workout, I don't think I could function the next day. As a matter of fact, even right now, thanks to Jill, I don't know if I'm functioning well. (laughs) I'm like, whoo, my back is tight and so are my quads. But, um, yeah, so they uh, accepted my story, and um, you know, it was just yeah. Yeah, that's it, amazing. Yeah, anytime I can share it and hopefully help other people reach what we've reached. I think that's the important thing when it comes to not just us. Obviously, we are sharing your story and the story of the restaurant. Right. But it's important for people to put themselves out there. Uh, as scary as that may sound for some people that are listening to it. But it's important to share your progress and, you know, everything that went along with whether you're just getting started or you've already hit some huge success, whatever it is, it's important to tell others about that because it's motivating. Yeah. And you know what, Anthony? Um, So weight loss is obviously my daughter says this all the time. It's kind of embarrassing, right? At the end of the day, you're like, okay, I lost 150 pounds. Yeah, it's an accomplishment. But at the same time, psychologically, how did I gain 150 pounds? How did I allow myself? Mm. Now that I look back at pictures and I do comparisons, I'm like, wow, how did that happen? Do you feel that way? Do you feel that? There are struggles with it sometimes. It's almost like, so when that story popped up and I looked at it, it was almost embarrassing in a sense. Mm. It, you there's a concept in your mind that's like, because there's this misconception. People will walk by and look at you and be like, oh, you're fat. Or, you know, like, how'd you let yourself get like that? You know, and you feel that. There's a lot of women that tell me when they go to the gym, you know, they're overweight and they know that they're getting the looks. But guess what? You're there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those people that are stick thin and they've never struggled with weight, they don't understand that. But there is a struggle with women well, or men, whichever the case might be. I mean, if you're three, four hundred pounds, you know, you know that there's a stereotype out there. Yeah. That people think that you're in the middle of McDonald's parking lot scarfing down a Big Mac quarter pounder and a order of fries mm-hmm. and maybe that shamrock shake. Yeah. You know, for some people, that's not the case. For sure. Not everybody has an you know, eating disorder in the sense that they're overeating, Mm -hmm. you know, there are health complications for some, but we do stereotype and we do, you know, it's like that drug addict that is shameful. Yeah. I mean, I, I do understand that. And I don't feel maybe it's, uh, I've definitely dealt with, I've been overweight for probably most of my life. Uh, I've always had that Mm yo-yo gain weight, lose weight, gain weight. But uh, yeah, like in high school for sure. You know, yeah. I was definitely overweight. It was at my heaviest when I was in high school and things like that. I kind of uh, always justified it because I played football for a couple of years. So it was a little bit of the justification for it. Um, but having said that, I don't know if I struggle with it, with that mentality of, wow, I'm overweight as much now in different situations. I will for sure. Right. If I'm, if when, if I'm going to go to the gym uh, I'm going to go first thing in the morning, you know, when I know it's not going to be busy. Right. Uh, just cause I don't want to have to deal with that. I don't, you know, there is, I don't, I want to call it shame, but maybe embarrassment. Maybe that's some form of shame, but 
Yeah, so there is that. But I would imagine once you've lost all that weight, I never would have thought that you would have, somebody would have those kind of, you know. Well, you still, I, I don't know. I don't know where they came in. I don't know if because it was a gradual loss. Anthony, sometimes I look in the mirror and still see myself as that person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not as bad as some people, you know, that I talk to. Um, but yeah, I tell people I want to lose 30 pounds and they think I'm crazy, but I know I have 30 pounds to lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? But from the outside looking in, you know, when I had 150 pounds to lose, nobody said anything either. So, but I don't know why we think like that. And I think maybe it's different for women because, you know, you look at these magazines and you look at these superstars and they're stick figure thin and they're beautiful and, you know, they're airbrushed. Hopefully Women's Day magazine (laughs) will airbrush me. Um, But anyways, but, you know, there is this psychological thing for women. It's socially acceptable. And I am probably going to get a lot of slack for saying this, Anthony, but men being overweight and women being overweight, there's two different mentalities there. A guy would prefer dating, what's that, 36, 40, I don't Mm -hmm. know, those my measurements that, you know, everybody claims the perfect stick figure or image or whatever. But women, they'll date a heavier guy and not think twice about it. As a as a heavier guy, I will say I've always leaned heavy on my personality and sense of humor than I have anything else. Right, right. Uh, because men can get away with it. The reality is that the conversation should be around health. It should be around physical health. Are you doing something? Are you living a lifestyle? Are you eating a certain way that's going to affect your, you know, long life longevity, your right. health now? You know, I for example, I just had this issue with, uh, I had this crazy pain from a root canal I had a year ago. I went to the dentist yesterday, and I got in the car, and I got on the phone with Rebecca. Went to a different dentist, so they had to go through and do the whole new x-rays and everything again. And I got in the car after you know waiting there for an hour and then getting in there. And Rebecca said, how did it go? And I said, honestly, it's embarrassing because growing up, my parents didn't really put an emphasis on health and wellness. They never really had insurance. They owned a lot of their own businesses, that kind of stuff. So we always had a joke in my family or we had a joke in my family. When my brother went to the doctor, we had, we had this joke in our text thread that, uh, was like, Oh my God, don't tell mom and dad that you went to the doctor. (laughs) So I do get that. So my point is yesterday when I was at the dentist, I get in the car and I said to Rebecca, it's embarrassing because there's there's things that I could have been doing that I didn't do, like flossing every single day. You know, the dentist saying, how many times do you floss? I don't know, three times a week. Well, because you didn't do it every day, now we have to deal with this. Right. That's embarrassing to me. Right. And so I do understand what you're saying a little bit. And yeah, maybe men can get away with it. Look at TV. Most women, most magazines, they're all fit, trim. Yeah. You know, the pretty clothes don't come in plus sizes. I remember somebody saying mm-hmm. to me um, probably mm-hmm. a year ago, they're like, oh, now you can shop on the regular rack and get really nice clothes. And I was just like, I thought I used to wear nice clothes before. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what are you trying to tell me? You know what I mean? But it's the things that people that never struggle with weight think about 
when they see somebody that's overweight. One thing I've never seen from anybody in keto. Now it's changing a little bit with Instagram and different accounts. But one thing I've never noticed from anybody I've talked to that's on keto is I've never gotten that sense like you get from other diet programs where it is about that model body or, you know, being a stick or whatever the case is. A lot of the conversation around keto has always been about being healthy. So I say this all the time. Most people start keto for weight loss Mm -hmm. in about five to six months in, they've never felt better. And the switch goes off and they're like, if I never lose another pound, I don't care because I've never felt better in my life. Yeah. So at some point there's a transition where you no longer think I need to be that model material. Yes. You still want to get healthier and you enjoy where you're at. So now you're toning and you're shaping, but yeah, there, there comes a point that you're like, yeah, I, I think when I was like 60 pounds lighter, I didn't care if I lost another pound. Yeah. You know? And so I've never experienced, I've never, maybe I haven't been in it or around it, but I've never felt that or even heard that kind of shame. But I will say in other programs, I've seen that. So, you know, people are just kind of more down and depressed about those no, things. No, I, I, everyone I talk keto. to loves keto. Exactly. I, I mean, they're, it's, the energy, the mental focus. Um, I just spoke to one of the customers that just did his first 48 hour fast. Mm -hmm. And he was messaging me. He was like, I can't believe how much energy Hmm. and just the mental clarity. It's ridiculous. You do have to push through in keto. Yes. A certain period of time it takes for your body, whether it's the keto flu or Well, and you whatever. can circumvent that by keeping your salts up and your sodium. Yeah. You know, um, I never experienced that keto flu. You didn't? Nope. But I did get the carb flu when I ate too many carbs. Yeah. I, it was, I, it's not worth it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just, mm-hmm. no way. <laughs> yeah, no. So there is definitely something that you have to push past. Well, mm-hmm. you know, there's always going to be something that you have to kind of get right. past in the beginning. Right. No pain, um, no gain. Yeah. Or exactly. so they say. <laughs> so they say. Uh, but I've never known, I've just, in keto, I've never seen anybody that's kind of been in that kind of funk or that, I, think, I don't know what the word is, but. I think what happened was with me is when I opened it, it was the first time that I'd actually seen it. Yeah. Like, you know, you're living it. Like Kim says all the time, I, I, you, I didn't see you get, I, I've known Kim 20 years. Yeah. So I got bigger in front of her eyes and then I got smaller in front of her eyes. She said, I never noticed any of it. Hmm. You're still the same, you know, the same person or whatever. But she's like, I just can't remember you looking like that. And I can't remember, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's weird. But for me, I think psychologically, as soon as I opened that email and I saw that, I was just like, whoa. There's something to be said for always progressing and bettering yourself. Yep. There's also something to be said for being happy with where you are, no matter what it is. Right. No matter where that is. Right, right. You know, there's always going to be a better. Right. You can always improve. Yes. But you have to be happy with where you are. And not complacent. That's the fine line. Yeah. You know, I'm happy where I'm at. Would I be happier 30 pounds? I don't even know if I want to be 30 pounds lighter no. or just 30 pounds tone. 
Yeah. You know, there's, there's a, a difference. There's, there's a difference at that point. So, um, I just need to firm up for myself. For sure. You know what I mean? Um, am I happy if I'm here and I never tone up and I don't lose? Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, am I proud? Yeah, I'm proud that I came this far, but at the same time, that little thing, like, how did I get there to have to come this far? Mm. So that's, I think, where I'm saying that, not shame, but just like, well, what happened? But yeah, Antonia struggles sometimes, she said um, in one of her videos, um, she doesn't like people to know she's on a diet, because then that means she's overweight. She goes, but it's quite obvious when you look at me that I'm overweight. She goes, but at least if I don't say I'm on a diet then you can't, yeah. you know what I mean, acknowledge. So it's kind of, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one mm-hmm. sometimes, I think. I would, I went to dinner three weeks ago mm-hmm. um, at the restaurant where Chef Cody was. Mm-hmm. And that was my cheat night. Mm-hmm. And he had offered something, I forget what it was. But I told him, I think he had offered, or he offered to do a, a cocktail pairing mm-hmm. for the four course dinner. And I said, honestly, tonight's my cheat night and I'm on the keto diet. So I think I'm just going to have a beer. So, but telling him like I'm on the keto, you know, yeah, it was not embarrassed or ashamed, but it's like, yeah, I'm doing this. Right. So that does come with it. You're yeah. right. To tell people that you're doing something is the acknowledgement that you're la- you've failed at something or you're lacking at something or you screwed up somewhere. Right. And I, that's why sometimes I tell people, it's, don't say that you're on a diet. Just say, I choose not to have this tonight. I'm choosing to have this. Yeah. It's somewhat empowering. Yeah. Um, you know, and it probably eliminates And Maybe that's why this was the first time that I encountered it. Cause I always try and change my thinking mm-hmm. to be more positive so maybe in the last three and a half years, it never really came out, you know, and I don't know, Anthony, if last, I, I think I thought about it a little more as it hit me. I don't know if last year I would have felt comfortable sharing those pictures, honestly. Yeah. You know, the more I think about it, because there is, you know, like, how did you get there? But we all got there somehow, not all, but, you know, we're all, we all have some struggle. Regardless of what it is, you yeah. know, so I don't know. I was having a conversation with a coworker, and she doesn't. She's rail thin, not because she works out or purposefully tries or anything like that. It's just her body type, right? And she is. Uh, she she doesn't have officially celiac disease, but she has a sensitivity. Yeah, strong sensitivity, and. She doesn't eat flour or bread or anything like that. And we have a close connection with glazed and confused donuts here. So I'd say every other week there's glazed and confused donuts, you know, in our office. And she purposefully stays away from them. But she knows immediately if I have that, it might be delicious, it might be awesome. But if I have that, I'm going to feel just like trash afterwards. Yep. And it's not a weight issue. It's not, uh, you know, an appearance issue. It's just how it's going to make her feel. I've never once thought, though, there's never been that same, I don't want to say embarrassment, but 
if she weighed 400 pounds and was saying, no, I'm, you know, there would be a different mentality that goes along with that, yeah. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So there's a temporary satisfaction uh-huh. with eating the donut, but when you're with keto or any type of life changing, you know, challenges, you have to almost tell yourself, is it worth the temporary satisfaction worth sacrificing the ultimate goal Mm -hmm. you know five minutes of pleasure mm, i don't know if i had to run out to take out the trash today without a coat on i would if i had to walk down the street absolutely not Mm -hmm. so it's the same thing yeah you know maybe one bite of that donut Mm -hmm. gives you that couple minutes yeah but then if you ate the whole donut it's like walking down the street without a coat on it's it's it hurts. Yeah. In the long run, you know. Yeah. Maybe that was a bad analogy, but. <laughs> <laughs> Even with the keto cheesecake, I mean, let's just get real for a second. We may, I make one once a week yeah. at the house. I've got it down. Good job. All right, down. Anthony. Uh, I almost burned my house down, though, because I use Kerrygold butter. Oh. And I melt it. That's yeah. that. Honestly, that's been the biggest difference in it, like you said, because I wasn't melting it. Right. I melt it. I pull, you know, Kerrygold has that metal gold (laughs) wrapper on it. You did not put that in the microwave. (laughs) No, I did not purposely put that in the microwave. Purposely, but but you did. I thought that I ripped all the paper off and there was still a little fleck of it on the bottom. No way. I I turned the microwave on to melt the butter and the Pyrex and I turned around because I had something on the stove and I heard this crazy sound I looked <laughs> there it was this flame uh so i almost burnt the house down That's but it's funny so i make one once a week rebecca eats it rebecca's not doing keto but we've noticed that if i eat bad she eats bad if i eat good she eats good she always eats better healthier than i do well it, it's a support system and that's why i honestly brought those keto mix and mingles mm-hmm. together you know not everybody has a support system. Thank God I, I do. You know what I mean? But if I had to come home every day and see Doritos and donuts yeah. and Oreos and all this food that's just not keto conducive, I don't know if I'd be successful. Right. You know what I mean? So there is, you know, power in numbers. Um, a lot of the group or people that have met each other at Dolce through the Keto Mix and Mingle now are working out together. Mm-hmm. It's a plus. It, it really is. You need an accountability partner. You know, we've shared, <clears throat> we do the Keto um, Fitbit challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's growing. It's four or five groups now that, you know, we're all challenging each other. You know, I probably get an extra 2,000 steps in a week just because of the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, probably going to start the squat challenge again because, yeah. Kind of slacking on my squats, <laughs> so I need some accountability out there. Um, but yeah, it you need that. So yeah, yeah if you're going to eat better, Rebecca's going to eat better. You know, nobody wants to eat alone either. Right. So she's not going to sit there and, you know, especially if you're doing the cooking. <laughs> I, w- I would be like, okay, I'm doing the dishes. <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of the cooking. This, this past week, our go-to dinner was uh, stir-fry, sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically just took a chicken breast, boneless, skinless chicken breast, sliced it thin and, you know, just put that in a skillet pretty quickly. They, that cooks up really right. quickly when right. it's sliced like that. 
And just with a little bit of garlic uh, powder, butter in the pan, just a little bit because you don't need a whole heck of a right, lot. Right, A little bit of salt and pepper. And then I would just cut up uh, a little bit of onion, um, some little bit of broccoli, steam it, or cauliflower, the zucchini squash, and some little, little bit of bell pepper. Okay. And, you know, just saute all that up and then put the lowest sodium soy sauce I could a few little because you don't need a whole heck of a lot of no. soy sauce and you don't want a lot of no. soy sauce but just a little bit in there and it was great it's a quick i'd say it probably took 45 minutes right. start to finish to cut everything up and uh yeah so it's just a quick great recipe i added actually the second time we did it i fried an egg and put it on top oh. yeah just because i wanted a little bit more protein yeah and that was great yeah it was really good yeah, when I'm cooking, we're definitely doing that. I won't tell you what we had for dinner last night because neither one of us should have had it. Oh, no. But we went downtown, and it's the same thing. If one of us, if we go out to dinner, if she gets a salad, I'll probably get a salad. Right. But if I get a burger, she's also going to get a burger, just the way. Yeah, so the photo shoot was in Utica. <laughs> and I have never, I, I'm not a cannoli fan. Mm -hmm. I have never had a cannoli taste so good in my life. And I feel bad because just like you said, when you cheat, she cheats or whatever, eat off the meal plan. So, yes, my behavior encouraged Antonia to, you know, eat off the meal plan. But I will, I totally understand why people drive to Utica now for a cannoli. Really? Where'd you go? Well, I, it, actually, the photographer bought it. Oh, okay. Luckily. Hold I, on, the photographer? I know, that's what everyone says. Did you, I mean, he knew what he was coming to take. Yes. <laughs> yes although oh, we brought him man. a keto pizza wow. and he's not keto okay <laughs> to sample that's wild but yeah he's like yeah just take these back with you they did not make it out of the driveway <laughs> after four hours I, it was a three-hour shoot i was dying wow yeah. yeah i mean i saw the pictures that you sent that you know it looked awesome yeah and that's exciting. It, it it really is. It really. Um, I didn't realize how much stuff goes behind the scenes with all this for a photo shoot. Yeah. Well, oh. even getting to that point, you know, you had to yeah. send in the images of your clothing because they had to approve it. Mm -hmm. Your makeup, your hair, they had to approve it all. Wow. So yeah. If you thank you, yeah. Heather, for doing my hair and makeup that morning. Yeah. If you don't have, if you're not going to a place where they have those things on site, right. Well, and they're based out of New Jersey. Mm -hmm. The um, the woman that's writing the article is also based out of New Jersey. But the man that was putting in the man that was putting all the photog or the you know the clothing and everything together, he's yeah. in California. Wow. So yeah, there's no mm. way he was flying in. Yeah. <laughs> Not to Utica. No, no. But yeah, it was definitely an experience. So what do you think somebody who's going to listen to this episode, especially in the beginning, what, what's, some, what's some advice that you can give anyone who's finishing keto, starting it in the middle, whatever it is, if they're struggling emotionally with their self-image or whatever it is? Um, cancer, the cancer program has that look good, feel good program. Mm -hmm. And um, they say that if you start dressing better mm -hmm. you know build yourself up psychologically it helps um i don't know i don't have the answer i do know that 
you know, for me, the positive thinking, positive reinforcement, always telling myself, you know, that this is one step better in the right direction. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, that seems to help, you know, know that you're not, you know, your weight doesn't dictate who you are, you know, be comfortable with who you are in your own skin and just make a positive strides to the next step. I don't know. I don't, Mm -hmm. I really don't know psychological. I wish I had the answer. I wish there was a magic wand that would say, poof, you feel good about yourself. You know what I mean? But don't beat yourself up. Everyone's going to make a mistake. You know, I had, like I said, I had that cannoli. I could have easily been like, okay, I'm going to have five cannolis now or whatever. But, you know, I was satisfied with the one cannoli. And um, did I beat myself up? No. Did I gain a pound? Yes. Did I get kicked out of ketosis? Ironically, no. I'm very surprised. So the only thing I can attribute it to is that the cannoli itself is a high fat ingredient. Oh, yeah. So that's the only thing because Hmm. I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I mean, I didn't eat a lot that day either. But I will say that I did come back to Syracuse and I did figure since I had a cannoli, I'm going to have a slice of Franco's cheese pizza. So I ingested 31 (laughs) carbs that day with a slice of cheese pizza. And God, was it. Yeah. That's awesome. So we are human. And yes, I do strict keto. But guess what? There, I do make allowances <laughs> to enjoy life also. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, I try and tell people that come in all the time, don't make this miserable. Yeah. You know, if you need that Diet Coke to get you through, then okay, yeah. drink it. You know, you, you got to scale back somewhere else. Right. You know, some people, they're not going to give up their wine. Mm-hmm. They don't want to give up their scotch. You, you know, you got to make allowances. You can't be miserable. This is life. Yeah. You know, this is a journey. This is the rest of your life. All right. Well, thanks so much for sitting down with us again. And we'll catch you on the next episode of The Keto Life by Dolce Vita.